This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. One story every day that matters. Delve into the issues that impact you. Whether you're in need of a better understanding of the world around you or simply seeking inspiration or unique perspectives, you'll find it all here. Criminal defense attorneys are under siege, or so it seems, following yet another deadly attack on a well-known attorney, this time in Limpopo. And just a few weeks before that was the murder of a Cape Town magistrate. We can't help but wonder whether this is a new and concerning crime trend. The legal fraternity says they're fearing for their lives, as attorneys representing high-profile accused are having to dodge bullets in broad daylight. Claire Mawisa brings us the story. A quiet street in Cape Town on a balmy summer morning. A man stumbles out of his vehicle, clutching his neck. I knew it was shot in my neck, and I know I thought it was going to start bleeding now. And I knew the faster I walk, the more it will bleed, probably. So I thought, well, is this is now what it's like to die? Civil attorney Jakes van der Merwe is lucky to be alive after surviving a brazen assassination attempt outside his home in gardens. CCTV footage of the attack on him shows a grey van pulling up next to Jakes's Toyota Land Cruiser. The driver fires two shots through the window and speeds off. The intended target, Jakes, is badly injured but alive. The police just said to me that they can't ensure my safety. And he said to me that it was an organized uh, attempt on my life and that he's 95% sure that the guy's going to come and finish the job. It's two years later, the CCTV footage assisted the police in identifying Jakes's would-be assassin, but said he fled the country within weeks after the attack. Emails uncovered in the investigation showed the attacker's grievances. This incident is an incident where the person has a huge grudge against lawyers, and he thinks that lawyers should be dealt with, and he started with me. Lawyers in the Western Cape are under siege, facing unprecedented attacks from criminal entities hell-bent on defeating the ends of justice. Now lawyers are asking, who's next? Jakes is one of scores of lawyers in the province who've fallen victim to attacks, threats and intimidation in recent years, simply for doing their jobs. Since 2016, physical and online attacks have escalated, with at least four brutal murders of top legal minds in Cape Town alone. Law associations say an attack on lawyers is an attack on justice. But some have already paid the ultimate price. Two or three guys came out with masks and they came directly for Nuridin and they shot him, you know, at close range. 
six years ago, criminal lawyer Nuruddin Hassan was shot and killed outside of his home, execution style. His killers have never been arrested, and his family believes that justice delayed is justice denied. It's been almost six years. Family that is gone. Mehraj Hassan never thought she would become a widow at 36 or that her 45-year-old husband, a criminal attorney working on high-profile gang-related cases, would meet such a violent end. It's almost surreal. It sounds like a movie. Well, I often think, why was he murdered? Was it such a big thing that you had to murder the man? Nuruddin was a father to two young children, a devoted husband and pillar of his community. At the same time, he represented some of Cape Town's most notorious gang figureheads. Did he ever feel like his life was in danger? If he was getting threats or anything, he never said anything. Then in October 2018, Nuruddin's colleague and close friend, criminal advocate Pete Mihalik, was also assassinated. Like Nuruddin, Pete had been known as a gangster lawyer who represented known high flyers in Cape Town's underworld. Both their names were at the top of an alleged hit list and both their lives snuffed out by the barrel of a hired gun. Three men, Sizwe Biela, Vuile Maliti and Gosnati Kumalo, are currently on trial at the Western Cape High Court, charged with Mihalik's murder. Forensic analysis presented in court last week revealed that Biela was the trigger man. Nuruddin Hassan's killers have never been found. At the University of Cape Town, criminologist Dr. Simon Howell tracks the interplay between the city's underworld and mainstream society and business. It seems like there's a specific risk to criminal lawyers in the Western Cape. Why are we not seeing this trend as much in other provinces? It's primarily in the Western Cape that organized crime has, is more entrenched and has such a, such a deep or such deep roots into you know, the um, legitimate sides of society as well. Cape Town's glamorous exterior conceals an underbelly of organized crime. An unending cycle of bloody reprisals has gripped these streets as gangs compete for protection money and drug turf in entertainment hotspots to launder the proceeds of crime. The courts have now become the battleground for rival kingpins and the criminal lawyers fighting their legal battles, casualties on the front lines. In many instances, lawyers will become involved in, perhaps not directly, but you know, by, by association will become involved in various criminal undertakings, whether it be through payment structures or whether it through, be through association with actual individuals. The result of which obviously is quite, you know, they endanger themselves. Every person accused of a crime is entitled to a defense, but with controversial clients, the work of a criminal lawyer can become as fraught as it is lucrative, and in Cape Town, also deadly. Nuruddin Hassan was the first lawyer to be killed in a hit. Pete Mihalik was executed outside his children's Greenpoint school two years later. In May 2019, 
criminal defense attorney David Mbazwana was shot and killed outside a spaza shop in Kailicha. And in December that year, Magistrate Vernon Yankees died in a hail of bullets outside his linen shop in Lentegheer, Mitchell's Plain. Then in April 2020, prominent criminal lawyer William Booth survived an organized hit at his Cape Town home. Many of these cases have now gone cold. Those left behind now anxious and uncertain. The legal profession plays a pivotal role in the administration of justice. As officers of the court, lawyers need to be able to practice without fear, favor or prejudice. What do we understand about these people that carry out these attacks and these crimes? Are they just opportunistic individuals operating on their own? Uh, well, it's fundamentally they are part of a larger criminal enterprise. And I mean, the killings are carried out in the name of that enterprise. Legal bodies say these attacks represent a threat to the rule of law and democracy. Clive Hendricks chairs the Cape Town Attorneys Association. Some of those attacks that, that I've heard about doesn't really make the news. Mm. Um, but it starts small. And if it's not dealt with appropriately, then those are the kind of things that escalates to what we've now seen in recent years. Hendricks says the profession needs protection, which the police alone can't offer. We've had the conversations on our huge WhatsApp groups with the thousands of lawyers that has raised complaints about certain uh, challenges facing the legal uh, profession. Lawyers across South Africa belong to the WhatsApp groups and share their worries over threats. But in the Western Cape, it's the particular set of underworld factors that enhance the risk. The attacks have created a culture of paranoia. People are scared. It is on the organized legal profession, speaking as a unified voice, to lead the charge for protection for all stakeholders in the justice system. As the Cape Town law community continues to battle a faceless enemy, it's left many considering safer alternatives. Yet despite coming so close to death, Jakes is not prepared to give up his law career just yet. It was just too close. I know I should either have been dead or I should have been paralyzed. It's not a miracle that I'm sitting here. It's something, it's a message for me in life. Meanwhile, Meraj doesn't want her late husband's legacy reduced to a statistic. Even after all this time, she still brings their children to spend time at his grave. So you say that they come and they tell him and they catch him up on what's happened in the what's last happening, six years? What's happening, yes. And does it bring comfort, do you think? It does. It really does. When this story originally aired, some of our followers chalked it up to simple occupational risk. But should defense attorneys pay with their lives for simply fulfilling a constitutional mandate? If that's the case, then what will authorities do to lessen the risk? Thank you for listening. 
For more episodes, be sure to subscribe to Carte Blanche, the podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. While you're at it, why not rate and review us? We love hearing from our listeners.